following is a presentation of Gallery Church Downtown, part of a family of neighborhood churches seeking to display God's greatness to the world. For more information, please visit gcbdowntown.com. All right, good morning, everybody. Would you please, good morning. Um, would you please join me in reading John chapter 4, verses 1 through 15? Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, and, and did, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Hello? Hello? Maybe in Portuguese it will work? Okay. Yeah, it worked. So, hi, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Paula. Um, I'm from Brazil, so don't mind the accent or the grammar mistakes. Um, I've been living in Baltimore for three years now with my husband, Rogério and Pedro, and I'm one of the elders in church recently. Um, so I'm going to share with you this verse, and I like it very much. Um, I like the fact that it's a woman talking to Jesus. Um, so let's talk about it. She's very bold and um, her life is about to change. But before the spoilers, um, I want to give you a bit of context as to what was happening at the time and who the, Sam bless you, who the Samaritans were. So the Samaritans were considered by the Jews as the worst kind of outcast. Um, they were like really uh, despised by the Jews and kind of the same way when Brazilians and people from Argentina talk about soccer. I don't even know why there are discussions about this. Everybody knows Brazil is better at soccer, <laughs> right? So the same way the Jews and the Samaritans had all sorts of arguments 
they hated each other so much that sometimes to go from uh, Galilee to um, Judea, well, Judea in the in south and Galilee in the north, sometimes to go from one place to the other, they had to go through Samaria. So what they did is they, they would go around it. So imagine there was no Uber, no Lyft. They had to go on foot, so they still would go around just because they hated each other so much. And it was kind of a dangerous place for them to be together. Now, a man and a woman, different from our days uh, where men and women can talk, uh, at that time it was very unusual and uncommon for a man, a devout Jew like Jesus, to be seen talking to a woman by himself. It would look bad for him, especially a woman like her. And who was that woman? Um, that woman um, was, we, we can learn more about her in the next verses, but um, woman, women usually visited the well uh, during like early morning or later in the afternoon when the sun was not so high, so uh, it was not so warm. And this woman went at noon when the sun was super hot, maybe like summer in Brazil when it's super hot. So that meant that she didn't want to be seen. She didn't want to be uh, with anybody else. So she went at that specific time. Um, but I want to remind you that even though she was a Samaritan, Jesus was in Samaria, even though she was a woman, even though she was not the proper woman, a religious woman, Jesus knew it all. And uh, we have a slide here, and I want to remind you that with us, nothing that you do or did or are can separate you from his love. With, with the Samaritan woman, the same happened. She was an, considered an outcast. She had done terrible things for their traditions. But still, Jesus loved her. He wanted to change her, and he engaged in conversations with her. Uh, and I want you to uh, put a Romans chapter 8, 38, 39 that says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, not, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. This is so powerful. Like I feel with Pedro, he's my son, four years old. Nothing he does can separate me, can separate him from my love. I will love him forever. Doesn't matter what he does. Doesn't matter how untidy his room can be or how many times I have to ask him to put his shoes on. I will still love him. And it's the same with us and God. Um, so... Going back to the story, the first interaction that they have is Jesus asking her for some water. He asks her, asks her, can you give me some water? And I don't know, I thought that if it was me, maybe I'll just, you know, go ahead and give him, like, here's some water. But she was so bold, and she was like, are you sure you're asking me for this? Like, you're in Samaria, you're not welcomed here. 
I'm a woman and you are a Jew. How are you asking me for this? And Jesus says, well, uh, if only you knew the gift of God and who is it that is asking you, you, you would ask me and I would give you living water. We will go back to this verse specifically in a, in a bit. But the woman goes back and asks him, you have nothing to draw with. And I imagine she's kind of, you know, sarcastic. That's my perception. She's like, you have nothing to draw with. <laughs> and the well is very deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it itself? So she's challenging him. And as I was reading about it, I, I kept thinking, how many times Jesus asks us for something and we get stuck in traditions and in our own ways of doing things and we just block, we block him away from us. Sometimes you come to church and you say, oh, Pastor Ellis is not preaching today, so pff, nothing they say will... <laughs> Nothing they say will touch me today. Or maybe there's nobody worshiping uh, with their arms up. And you say, well, nobody's doing that. Why would I do that? Um, sometimes there's something in your life that is blocking you. Sometimes Jesus is asking you for a relationship with him. He's always asking for that, actually. And you go home and you say, well, I could read the Bible, but you know, Netflix is on and, you know. Um, so think about those moments where the traditions, where the things that you do are, are like blocking your relationship from God. Um, then Jesus was using something that she was familiar with to teach her something spiritual. So they were by the well. He asks her for water, something that she was familiar with. She knew how to draw water. And, and he was using that to teach her something spiritual. She knew what the water was, and, but she didn't know what living water was. So she was saying, give me water, and I will give you living water. And I keep thinking about, like, she was so bold and saying, who do you think you are to ask me for water? And I imagine Jesus thinking, oh, if only you knew who is asking you. You know, like, who is asking you for living water? Uh, who is asking you for water? Uh, who asks you for a drink? You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So he was the gift from God. He was the living power, the living uh, water. He was the gift of God for us from heaven. And I keep thinking that the same way uh, God is using situations in our lives to teach us something. Sometimes we expect an angel to come from the sky, you know, like with something uh, showing us like, this is God's will for you. And this is not the way it happens, right? Uh, for some, it might happen. But God is trying to teach us on our daily lives the things that are going on with us, and He wants to teach us spiritual things. So recently, um, 
something happened to me. I was asking God for something that I considered special. And I was asking him, Lord, I want you to give me this. I want you to give me this. And it was very tough not getting it. And I was praying and praying and hoping like, maybe I'll come to church. Maybe somebody will lay hands on me and prophesy. Because this is something common to happen in Brazil. People come and prophesy. And I think sometimes you get dependent on those things. And I was like waiting for this precious moment and it didn't happen. So I was talking to this friend and she said, Paula, you have to touch Jesus's clothes, robes, uh, and he's able to heal you and to give you what you want. And I was like, yes. So I had to believe that. So I, I laid down, I prayed, I prayed. And I felt peace in my heart that God was going to give me that. Uh, but I still hadn't seen it. I still didn't see it happening. So I was praying, praying, praying. And I poured out my heart before him. And I felt that peace. And I said, okay, I'll carry on. No matter what happens, if he gives me that or if he doesn't, I will trust him that he is doing that for my best. And... A couple of weeks later, I started kind of doubting. So I was like, maybe if I do this, uh, I will have a confirmation whether God has given me that or not. Um, I don't want to go into specifics, but I, I did try to do something, and I felt immediately the Holy Spirit speaking to me on the verse in Hebrews that says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So I didn't know the meaning of earnestly, so I went ahead and researched. And it said, determined, who is the person who is determined to seek him, you have a purpose of seeking him. You are seriously seeking him. Um, so God, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I said, well... I'm going through this situation. There must be a reason. It's not by chance that I'm going through this situation. And I knew I had to trust him. I still haven't seen the full resolution of the, the thing I was asking him for. But I know he's there with me. I know that whether he gives me that or not, he's with me. So this is a situation that I faced. And I ask you, what are the situations that, are you, that you are facing at work, with your family, with your friends? What is there that, that God wants to teach you something? Um, and what was God trying to teach this woman? So we go to verse 10 and he says, If you knew the gift of God. And then in verse 13 he says, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So I want to remind you of three things I learned from the story here. Number one will be, nothing you do will make him stop loving you. Nothing you do of course, he hates sin, so he wants to see your life changed, but he still loves you. 
The second one is, he's saying to you, give me what you have, and I will have much more to give you. So Jesus was asking her for some water. This is what she had to offer. What do you have to offer? What has Jesus asked you to give to him? Is it, is it your trust? Is it your faith? Is it your time? Is it your talent? What is God asking you to give him? And for sure, he will give you much more. And the, the third one is, you will never be satisfied without me. You will always thirst for more. Only what I can give you will satisfy, and it will be so powerful and so miraculous that it will overflow. And I was thinking about this verse. Um, maybe some of you here are saying, well, I don't connect to the story. I was born in the U.S., the most powerful country in the world. Um, and maybe you say, well, I don't need, I don't need him. Or, or maybe you say, I'm fine with God, you know, I'm in good terms with him. I'm nothing like the, the Samaritan woman. Um, I am good. I do good things. I don't sin. I come to church. And my question to you, and is the question I ask myself, if you have the living water with you, how do people around you see you? Do they see you as a desert where you just drop water and it dries immediately? Or do they see you as a spring of water? Because that is the difference when we are so connected with Christ and we drink so much from that water, we become a spring of water. You know, like it's so overflowing. And it reminds me of the time Pastor Ellis had the, the glass of water and he poured out water. And it's, it was so overflowing that it, it was coming out of it. So a person that is so connected to Jesus is like that. You speak to them and you see God in them and you're like, wow, I want more of that. I want to be with that person because she's so overflowing of God's presence. Everything she says or he says is blessing me and it's bringing me life and it's not just draining, you know, like not just dragging energy from you. So ask yourself, maybe today you are in a situation like the Samaritan. You think that I'm not worthy. God doesn't love me. I have to do something for him to love me. And this is wrong. He is love and he loves you. Or maybe you are in a situation where you have the living water. You know what the living water is, but you need it more. So in the last verse... Um, that we read today, the Samaritan woman says, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty. At that time specifically, she didn't fully understand what he was talking about, but she, was, she knew she had to have more of that. Uh, and the same way, we still don't understand to this day his fully power and grace and love, but we know we need more. So I want to pray, um, and I want you to, uh, no matter what situation you're facing, that you are open to drink some more of this water so you will be never thirsty again. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your love. 
Thank you because you are always kind and merciful and graceful. And because we don't need to do anything, you've done it all for us. I pray that we are able to recognize this love. I pray that you are, uh, that you help us on this journey. I pray that our lives become like a spring of water and not like a desert. I pray that we recognize your teaching in every single day of our lives, that we open our eyes to see what you have for us when we face our issues, our troubles, our challenges, our fears, that you are there with us teaching us something. Lord, I pray that just like the Samaritan woman, that we are able to find this living water and be filled with it and that this living water will overflow not just for us but for our families friends and whoever comes uh, across us that we're able to fill them up with this living water lord we we thank you for your love and your grace and we ask you to fill us up this morning once again in jesus name